We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Fern, are you recovered from the CrossFit Games? No. I came home and then my wife left for three days, so I was back in the frying pan. Different frying, frying pan. Yeah, different frying pan, uh, which looks a lot more like a crying pan. I'm just going to start... I'm just going to start... Uh, misspeaking all terms from now on the number of i had numerous people that hit me up the other day about whirlwind they're like whirlwind huh and i'm like yeah if you speak enough fucking words onto the internet eventually you'll fuck one up eventually you'll get canceled yeah. um, is that the same frying pan you make your milk toast on Ooh, we just keep this going all day long uh that statement is mind-bottling so I, I I got saying hyperbolic wrong on purpose, and then I couldn't say it right anymore. So I understand. But yeah, we have the hyperbole. most hyperbole. hyperbole. We uh, the epitome of hyperbole. Um, we have the most loyal fans, or listeners, or whatever we want to call them, but also the most ball busting. That's kind of why I like them. Although I don't know if we have the most. Like you just literally made that up uh, as, as you true. do many, many things. Oh, um, but I do appreciate them. They probably interact with us quite a bit. Um, so I always appreciate it when I get some shit from somebody who I didn't think listened. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, you I mean Castro, for example, making fun of me to you is great. <laughs> but I, I just love when they hit us with something we've said on the show and it's like an inside joke and they get it and, or just reach out with something funny. And I think we're, we just try to, you know, one of the things we hear from our, our clients, especially is just we're available and, you know, we try to be available, especially for them. But, you know, when someone hits us up, whether it's on our DMS, it's, it's often Katie or one of us getting back to them, but also on emails, like, you know, you're hearing from one of us, we don't have, you know, a team in the Philippines responding to our emails, at least not yet. Not yet. It's, it's, it's coming shortly. And when they do, they're going to respond in Filipino. They're not going to respond in English. So you'll know. It'll be very obvious. So we had a good, we had a good episode about the judging at the CrossFit games. Like Fern said, he's still recovering. I'm still recovering. We answered some questions, but Katie, you mentioned there were a few more questions that you wanted us to talk about? Yeah. Well, a lot of them were answered just by you guys, um, you know, sharing your experiences, but a big one that we got a couple, I mean, not a big one, but multiple questions about was, um, your guys's take on the fact that monster was there. Yeah. I had people hitting me up like during the games, like guys <laughs> that I grew up with, they're like, so these athletes are just smashing sugary drinks post-workout. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, I do believe there were normal monster drinks there. However, the vast majority, I would say 95 plus percent to include everything that was on the field of play was all water. Uh, I forget what it was called. Though. It was called sport water. Sport water. Yeah. yeah very sport different. water, which is now, different than water. <laughs> well, I think there's a couple things to discuss, right? It's what's our opinion on 
monster being a sponsor. But yeah, I think my buddy Chuck texted me. He was like, man, is there like a spigot of monster? Cause these athletes are just dumping it all over the place, like wasting it. And I was like, it's water. That's why. But do you think monster produces that water or do you think there was cans they were emptied and then water was put in because there was definitely a little something off with that water like it tasted like there was residue of something in those bottles oh i didn't taste that at all but i i that would that would be a ridiculous process so no i don't think that happened um I'm not even sure if they sold water prior to this. However, I get why they would do that for the purposes of the games. Now, I think everybody's beef is that for those that don't know, Monster is owned by Coca-Cola, which does create a bit of a, an issue, uh, probably a, a moral dilemma, if you will, because we, we could probably agree that under previous ownership, that would never have happened. However, I think there's a level of practicality that has to be applied there with regard to making the games profitable, bringing on, on uh, partnerships that provide, you know, aid to the games and the athletes. And if they're serving water, okay, you know, and let's be very honest. A ton of people in the CrossFit community drink Monster. As long as they would, you know, as much as they would like to think that they are fucking holier than thou paleo-ites, listen you've had a fucking monster just like you've had a bang just like you've had 14 cups of coffee in one day so i get it right let's not throw a ton of stones here they would they provided the athletes and the water was fine like i drank dozens of those cans of water um and i think there's a difference between we partnered with monster and they provided water and we endorse sugary drinks those are not the same yeah, and obviously without knowing exactly what, you know, dollars were exchanged, if, if it's going to the athletes and it's going to create a better overall experience at the CrossFit Games, all for it. Yeah, I think the dilemma is it was owned by Coca-Cola, which clearly had some, you know, so I, I guess the question, Fern, is was the issue with Coca-Cola a Coach Glassman thing or was it a CrossFit thing? I mean, it would never would have been a CrossFit thing had it not been for Coach Glassman making it his mission in life to fight that fight. I don't but know, but I think everybody agrees. I think everybody also is like, listen, it's not going away. It's not, we don't have to, it's not like you have to demonize it. It's, we can agree it's not good, right? I don't think anybody would make a counter argument for that. However, there's only so I think there's probably only so many rounds into that fight that you want to go other and it or before it becomes negative negative ROI yeah I think there's definitely part of it where coach Glassman his ego probably got a little bit in the way and Agreed. just wanted to win which is hard like someone's telling lies I mean they were lying about CrossFit there were studies that weren't true like lots of stuff going on so but yeah, at some point it was also like, I want to take down big soda, but Hey, what, what, what would you guess they, they had to, I know it's complete speculation. Oh, I, yeah. I have no, I have no idea what that even entails. I don't even know what a vendor booth costs at the games, but I, I can't, I can't imagine it was cheap uh, in, a, in, in combination with just the in kind donations they have to give, which is all of that product. Um, 
That's true. You know, but look, I would look at it the other way. I would look at, I would strategically, I would look at it in the sense of, well, hey, how do I get people to understand that sugary drinks are, are less than ideal and not great for your health? Well, why don't we start introducing healthier options into those circles where people are already drinking sugary drinks instead of trying to, you know, again, you to use the Adrian, the Adrian Bosnians, like you could argue with the ocean all day. It's not going to be super beneficial for you. Or, you know, we could build a bridge, which say, hey, listen, you're already drinking monster. Why don't you drink monster water? That would be better for you. What's what's the what's the harm in trying that route instead of, you know, I you know for all of his if for all of his pluses, you know, one of the probably cons of Coach Glassman is that for the most part, every time he opened his mouth, it was a knife fight, right? And and that isn't always beneficial as somebody who likes to argue and and somebody who is prone to to be combative. It, it's oh, not yeah. always the, right, hey, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not always the best tactic to be combative right out of the gate. So, you know, you know, I would, I would zoom out a little bit and look at it a little bit more strategically. Like you could get water into more people's hands because Coke has a super broad. I mean, don't they own Dasani too? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I don't know that there was any harm. It's not like CrossFit came out and made a statement was just like sugary drinks are where it's at. No, they didn't say that at all. Like they were pretty adamant about like, it's water. We're not serving sugary drinks on the field. Would you have described Fern as combative, Katie? Never. That doesn't sound like Fern. You know, and, and in fairness, I think it's one of those situations where you look, the parts of the person you love is also the parts of the person that can drive you crazy, right? Like people loved coach Glassman's attitude at it until it was too much or until everything became about that or until he was combative. But this, the same reason he was willing to create this CrossFit thing, right. Which was pretty freaking crazy at the time and unusual and got a lot of heat is the same reason he's going after big soda. So it's like, you have to accept people for who they are. Yeah. And I, I think it's probably actually a perfect segue in today, which is the, you know, like, 10 years ago had you said hey look like and everybody for the most part has pretty much always been behind coach glassman because he was combative he was the he was the counterculture in fitness but had you fast forward and let everybody peek into the future and let them know what it was going to cost I, I don't know that they would have been as adamant about it you know so it's like if somebody sells you the dream and doesn't tell you what it costs it could be a bit shocking down the road yeah, I think for, for so many box owners, that's kind of what happens, right? Like they, someone gets in their ear, tells them, here's what you should do. Here's where you should go. This is what the end goal looks like. And then they never tell you, okay, but in order to achieve that, here's the cost associated with it. And, and I'm hoping that's a lot of what we bring to light here, because <laughs> while I'm not combative, I do think that I am, uh, I, I'm pretty blunt about blunt and, direct. blunt and direct is a good blunt way and to. blunt direct frank uh candid we could do we could do synonyms all day um names throw words um yeah you know and again a, a lot of it is just not knowing you know people don't know what they don't know and i and i don't think that in the outset of crossfit that when coach glassman said that you don't need to market that he knew what the outcome of that was going to be 
you know, and if they, when they said, if you build it, they will come. I don't think he knew what the outcome of that was going to be. And, you know, when, when people are just opening affiliates and, and nobody kind of lets them peek behind the curtain to say, it's going to be hard. You probably lack a lot of the skills that are required in order to be successful here. Um, and then when somebody says, Hey, PT is the route, individualized programming is the route you should sell nutrition. This is the route. Um, you know, that's, that's selling the dream without telling people what it costs. And I don't, I don't love that because I've fallen prey to that before. And I think if you're going to tell people that they should pursue something, I think you should be very candid and say, this is going to be hard. Much of this will be painful. If that is in fact what you would like to do, it will be worth it at the end. But I think a lot of people got into this and I think we can use PT as an example. And again, I am not against PT, right? And I think I've stated that personal training and however i don't think people have been candid enough about the cost of pt okay and what i mean by cost is the opportunity cost of pt so one of the things about pt is pt and i do and i have pt clients a handful right but one of the things about pt as an owner is your time is locked. You cannot do anything else when you're doing PT. If you do, it's a really shitty PT session. If you're, if you're on the phone texting and trying to do other work, it's just terrible customer service. So, and what ends up happening and, and we've worked with people that were, that were found themselves in this dilemma, which is they're doing a ton of PT. And if you look at the numbers, they look fantastic. But then if I pair the numbers, the revenue numbers with the PT, and I look at hours worked in the week, it's jaw dropping. For anybody that's never done 25 to 30 hours of PT in one week, I would like you to try to do that. And then let me know how much you think that's worth. Okay. And I think if, if you have a more candid conversation, say, listen, you can do that, but it's going to cost you a boatload of time. And there's no way around that. And then I also think there's a more candid conversation to be had about it. This is, this world where you can just take your PT clients and hand them to somebody else, that's also la-la land. You're assuming that a group, let's just be very clear, a, somebody who's really good at group, group classes may not, and in most instances, is not good at private training, personal training. They're not. They're just not. They are entirely different skill sets. And I think really good personal tra- and I think really good personal trainers are really good at their craft. But I don't, just like I don't think really good personal trainers are great at group in most instances. And it's okay to acknowledge that. I just want people to be a little bit more clear on, listen, if you do private training, you very may well get buried under private training. And then it becomes very similar to running Facebook ads. You become a slave to that revenue and then you won't give it up. And now I have a dilemma on my hands which is I can't do this thing anymore. I don't want to do this thing anymore, but it's now paying the bills. But I'm now I'm miserable. Well, I've, t- I've told my story before. Before CrossFit, I was doing 30 plus personal training hours a week in addition to some small group classes. And I was so burned out, so miserable. And something you said that is so true, it's you, the idea that you can just, 
grow your personal training business and hand it off is not real. Like the people no. are paying you that dollar amount because they want to work with you and you've created this. It's very different than getting a class of eight to 12 or 20 covered where you never promised anyone. I mean, if you have an, a box called CrossFit Rife, there's nothing out there that says, hey, and it's guaranteed that the owner, Jason Fernandez, is going to be coaching you through all of these. It's just, I, I also tell people not to even put the coaches on the schedule. So your members just show up because they should all be providing such an amazing experience that it doesn't matter. And they're excited. Hey, today I had Fern, tomorrow I got Cassidy, I got Katie, I got Lindsay. That's cool. But it, you, you're crazy and you're being misled if you think, oh, I'm going to grow this personal training, collect 75 an hour, then hand it off, keep 25 of that out. Like, that's not happening. That's unrealistic. It could happen, right? So let's not speak in absolutes here. It could I happen. I would argue, I would I argue that it has happened. But you my point is, mean. but my point is this. Why are you being so combative? The um I'm blunt. <laughs> I'm blunt. I'm frank. I'm not combative. I it's it's not something that I find to be a model that is replicable. Like you, you can't, like, it's very, very difficult because there's so much more involved from a personality standpoint and a personal desire standpoint on the consumer's end that matters in personal training. Also, just the interaction is at a way deeper level in that scenario. And, and most people are not equipped with the confidence or the structure that would lend itself to not having to not being owned by their personal training clients. You've talked about this at, at nauseum with regard to nutrition clients. It's like if they paid you for nutrition one time, they think they can text you for the rest of their life and ask you for macro breakdown on their breakfast. And it's like, no, dude, like I'm not your coach anymore. Like that's not how this works. And I get people that reach out. They paid me like $24 seven years ago. And they're like, hey, uh, can I have some new macro numbers? And I'm like, yeah, here's the link go pay. Like, and, and the problem is that I used to be like, sure. Cause you, you feel bad or you, you know, we do this because we want to help. And then you're like, no, like a, I'm too busy. And B, even if I had no, you know, other obligations, it's still my time and I should still be compensated for it. Well, it's also not fair to people that are paying you. You're giving your shit away for free and these other people are paying for it. It's just, it's, it, it, it's again, we find ourselves in the same discount dilemma. It's just like, Oh, Bob's got a discount. I mean, it's the same thing. Why does he get a discount? Cause he, you know, he, because he's a whatever, like that's weird. Now I have, now I'm pissed about it. So, and again, I want to be very, very, very crystal clear about this. If you want to do PT and you like PT, then PT away. I don't care. That's not my point. I am talking to the people who were convinced that PT was how they structure their business and that this is the solution to their problem who are now dying under the PT model because they're doing 18 hours of PT. They're coaching another 20 to 25 of group class and are exhausted. And now they're giving everybody in their ecosystem a half-ass product. You know, and we have an upcoming episode about selling your gym and, and the mistakes associated with that. But something that we often try to encourage our, our clients and just in general with affiliate owners is, you should want to show up. This should be fun. Yes, it's the best hour of the day for your members, which by the way, 
anyone saying it's not the best hour of the day for people, it, I, I was trying to not be rude about it, but they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> I don't, I was just trying to, I, I'm not smart enough to have a better word. I'm, you know, it's, it's just dumb. Like if you don't think this needs to be the best hour of the day for your members, you are extremely dumb. That's the only way I can put it. Is that, I'm sorry if I'm not being, you're being, you're, you're being, words. you're being Frank. You're being Frank. I'm being too blunt about it. I'm being too Frank. I'm definitely not combative, but the point <laughs> is all the best trainers in the world. Cool. It's not fun for your members. It's not the best hour of the day. Guess what? They're going to a box down the road that they want to show up to. And point being, that's what we want for our box owners. We want you to want to be there. And then ultimately we want you to be able to decide when you get to be there. And what will stop you from being able to make those decisions is having to be there because you're attached to 18 or 20 one-on-one -on -one sessions that you know are sprinkled in throughout the day. They're not fun for you. I mean, I would take a class of 24 over a class of one any day of the week. The energy right. is there. It's exciting for me. I get to interact with 24 people, not just one. Like, Look, we, we, the three of us are married. I run out of shit to talk about with Roz all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. We're done talking for today. Like I have nothing else to talk. Like how many times are we going to talk about the fact that Madison ate an avocado this morning? Like, cool, let's move on. Like, you think that's not happening with your one-on-one -on -one clients? And you're like, oh, so tell me about your day. Like you're, you're, you're forced into these conversations. You're forced into just, you know, trying to, cram a square peg into a round hole with, I need to fill an hour of time uh, working out. And it's just not as fun, but we, we want people to do is want to show up to their business, even to the point that you don't want to sell it because it's evergreen. It's making money all the time, even when you're not there. And the quickest way to have to be there is by having too many personal training sessions. And yes, and there, there's a lot of there's a lot of solutions to this, right? Like you can do 30 minute training sessions. They can warm up themselves. You can do 45 minute training sessions. You can turn those into two per training sessions. I, I'm not saying there's not ways to mitigate the, mitigate this, and I'm not saying personal training is the devil. I, we tell people that they need. There's a time and a place, and and there and there's a person to facilitate it. And my contention is that the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of box owners and coaches in CrossFit affiliates started doing that because of their love, passion, and just overflowing joy for the group setting, not for one-on-one -on -one PT. I know people that crush to do $10,000 plus a month personally in PT. They like PT. That is a real thing. But if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't really find it awesome to do a one hour session with a particular person, then you're probably not a good personal trainer. And you think they don't know it? Like they, they realize that they're like, I'm paying this person. You know, and they're, they're picking up on the same energy and same vibe you are. Whenever you say the word contention, what do you, you know what I think of her? bunnies i don't know what what is fitness our contention Ooh, is the our contention there you go best. yeah you know so whenever i hear that word so but and here's the other aspect of it you're not charging enough most likely so all of these 
people that are like, okay, personal training is the way to go. They're also afraid to charge the true value of that. And I've told people this, like when I got out of the personal training and into CrossFit, some of my clients wanted to stay one-on-one. And then if you own an affiliate, eventually somebody will want one-on-one training or they'll need it. Like, oh, I really want to get my kipping pull-up down. Cool. Do a personal training session. But then the key key to that is you have to charge enough. So, and I've put this out there before, what does that mean? It means enough that if you no longer want to do it, it excites you. So I don't really promote the fact that I do one-on-one training in this area, but I have a couple of clients that have reached out and I don't really love it. Like I said, I don't, my time is better spent growing our business. It's better spent with my family. But when they say, hey, do you do training? I'll say, yeah, it's $150 an hour. And then they'll say yes or no. And when they say yes, I'm like, well, shit, I should have asked for 200. But <laughs> but also I'm like, okay, $150 gets me excited to go to your house or to meet you at the gym or to have you in my garage. Like it's worth my time. Like that's like, okay, I can take Roz out to a nice dinner. And it's like, no, I don't completely not enjoy working with someone. It's just not the way I would prefer to spend that hour. Well, that I would argue even has a limit. Like I don't even care. If I, if I said 300 and you were like, yes, but you were a turd, speaking of that, Katie, remind us to make that shirt. And you were a turd, well, but there's not enough money for me to yeah, work with you well, because you're late. You always got fucking excuses. You constantly shifting around your times because you think that my time is not important and I don't have other shit going on or, or other clients that you just shift it around all the time. And it becomes, it becomes a burden, you know, and that is what it, I'm probably a minimum of, of 50% of personal training clients look like. There is a handful that like they show up every time they do what they're told. They execute the program as they're supposed to. And if you want to train those people, knock yourself out. I am not saying don't take the personal training. And if you need to do personal training in order to pay the bills in the interim, before you can get out from underneath that, do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just going to let you in on a little secret. Eventually, you will not want to do it anymore, and you will become beholden to that personal training, and you will feel the need to say yes all the time, and is likely because you've been ignoring the core offering that you started with, which was the group setting, hence make group class cool again. So that's what we want you to do so that you don't have to. Though somebody says, I'll pay you a thousand bucks a month to do personal training. I'm like, no, I don't do personal training. You can keep your thousand bucks. I don't care. Well, to quote the million dollar man, everybody's got a price. And I'm sure there's a price for you firm where you're like, ah, this turd. Yeah, I'll take a thousand dollars. No, no, no. Look at you. Look at him. Listen, dude, listen, I've been doing this longer than most. I've been doing this a million bucks. A million bucks an hour. I'll literally ditch everything for a million bucks. I'll just be like, all right, you're in. I'm 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 selling you. One hour a year. One hour a year. But, but my point is, is I have, I have had personal training clients that paid me well over a thousand bucks a month. And it was miserable, miserable. They, I was just like three times this much would not have been worth it for the emotional drain and destruction to my well being. Like they're I just, no, it doesn't matter. Right. If you do this long enough, and, and this is one of the things we teach people is that you need to identify who you want to work with. And then outside of that, if they don't fit the mold, the answer is no, because what you will find out is there is no amount of money that is worth you working with a shitty client or locking up time that you would prefer to be doing other things with, like spending time with your staff, coaching the group class, 
working on your business, taking your daughter to school, going out to dinner with your wife. We could name a litany of things. It doesn't matter. My point is eventually you will say, hey, bet that it doesn't matter to me anymore. Like, I don't care. That's, and, and you're not the person I want to work with. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think there's also a couple other things that you've touched upon that we should dive into. One, like we said, if, if you need to do it to support yourself right now, go for it. We're not suggesting it's completely something you should be like, we never offer it, but, but value yourself. And whether that's charging the right amount or respecting your time. Hey, if I don't, like a doctor, oh, you have a 24-hour cancellation policy. Or if you're late, guess what? Your hour started. You know, or if you're charging for an hour, be done in an hour. I think that's a mistake a lot of coaches make. And it's a reflection on, you know, imposter syndrome where they're like, oh, I charge 75 an hour, but I'll give them an extra five or 10 minutes. It's like, well, then you don't charge 75 an hour, right? So so adhere to the rules and, and make sure that's enforceable. And, and part of that is be a pro, have a contract. Hey, you know, if you don't cancel within 24 hours, guess what? That's coming off your package. Or if you're late, you know, and there's even a time frame where you're late enough, guess what? You've canceled. Like, yeah, I have this hour blocked off, but if you're 15 minutes late, I'm moving on. So whatever that looks like. And I think the big mistake people are making, and I, I've told this story before, but I had a really good friend who was a chiropractor and she, she would come to the gym and a lot of our clients would go to her and I would see her very often. And then one day I went to a, a, a breakfast spot in town and she was serving people. I don't want to use her name. I mean, people from the area know who she was. And I, and I pulled her aside, not, not, not in that moment, but later on, I was like, look, I get it. You think you need money. And I get that that being a waitress is paying you 20 an hour or whatever it is. But guess what it's doing? It's taking away from time you can be using to grow your business. And same goes true here. You're, you're doing an hour of personal training and it's $100 in your pocket. What, at what cost is that coming? In that one hour, if you could have gotten one client signed up at your box that say they pay $150 a month, all of a sudden you've got compounding income month over month. And guess what? That one person may bring their significant other. They may bring a friend. They may just turn into be one of the best members at your gym that bring in 20 people. So it's, it's, it's somewhat of that scarcity mindset of, well, I need this income versus like, hey, no, I need to sit down. I need to maybe come up with a really powerful social media post, or I need to record a Facebook Live to put out to my members, or I need to just clean the kettlebells that have been collecting dust over in the corner. I would encourage you to revisit it and look at it as, hey, could this hour be better spent growing my business than doing a one-on-one -on -one session? Well, and you've hit to the to the actual core of this issue. So if somebody was just to pose the question, why do most CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches decide to do personal training? Why? The vast majority. Because they think they need the money. Right. Okay. So if we were to present this other way, just be like, hey, what if you could do that just doing your thing better? What if you could get all of that and, and, and it would be fun? And you could grow the gym of your dreams and you didn't have to be miserable in the process. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's going to be easy. I also really, it really pisses me off to no end when people talk about balance and be like, hey, if you just do this, it's going to be real easy. No, it's not. It's I like, I don't know how to tell you that shit is hard. But if we were just a little bit more candid or frank, 
or non-combative. And we said, blunt. And we said, listen, in the interim, this is going to be a little painful, right? But you will get what you want and you won't have to sell your soul to the personal training gods in order to make that happen, right? And I don't, uh, I'm going to say this a million times so somebody doesn't come back and talk shit about it, which is like, we don't have a problem with personal training. We are talking to CrossFit affiliate owners who did not get into this business to do personal training. So if you're a personal training and you're butthurt, that's a you problem. I'm not talking about you. I full support what you're doing. I'm talking to CrossFit affiliate owners and group class coaches who are doing personal training because they're not making the money they want to. And it's not because they should do more personal training. It's because their thing isn't working the way it's supposed to. So just fix your thing, do it better, and you will get what you want out of it, right? I've said this before. I'm a firm believer, and I have a lot of arguments to support this. I firmly believe that every CrossFit affiliate should have 400 clients in it. And if you think I'm full of shit, Orange Theory breaks even at 500. 500 members. And if you're trying to tell me that they offer superior result and product to CrossFit, You've lost your mind. Well, that's what we're going to say that. They're, they have four or 500 members easy. And then li- the members literally go in, work out, leave. There's no right. attachment to a coach. There's no community being built. They're probably charging a lot more as well than the average CrossFit affiliate. And it's again, on par. It's on par. I'll tell you that. It's, 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 not, it's not super high, but it's not low either. I mean, on the low end, if somebody buys like two sessions, they might be paying 75 bucks a month. But I mean, it falls right in the sweet spot of where most affiliates are, which is that 140 to 165, 170 range, right? And there is a little bit of community. You'll see, you know, you hear people like OTF and all that kind of stuff, which, I, which again, I'm not, I have no beef with Orange Theory. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, they do a lot of things really well, to be candid with you. So, but my point is, they are the perfect counter argument for people who are like, oh, there's not enough people and they won't pay that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just doing your thing better than you. Yeah, and guess what? When you don't show up, they're probably not reaching. I mean, there's so many things happening there. And again, like Fern said, this isn't never do personal training. I've got a personal training client that I'm working with tomorrow. He's getting ready for a powerlifting meet. I'm excited to work with him. Yes, I charge him $150 an hour. You know, so- don't, don't completely write off personal training. Here are the words that we're saying. Listen to the words that are coming out of our mouth. Watch the YouTube video. Go subscribe if you want to see us saying it in person. By the way, Steph loves watching our YouTube videos. She loves seeing us, she says. So, but point but she is- She says us. She's referring to Katie. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely- Hey, if you don't want to see us, at least focus on Katie. Tune in for Katie. But- <laughs> But, you know, we're, we're not saying don't do it. We're just saying be smarter about it. And this isn't your business model. Your business no. model is classes. Make group classes cool again. And if you need to have all those clients, here's the other thing I would throw out there. If you're really struggling as an affiliate owner and you're doing 20 or 30 clients a week and that's what's paying the bills, my follow-up question would be, then why do you have an affiliate? Right. Maybe you shut the doors down. Train out of your garage. Train out of your garage. You have zero or less overhead, I should say. Right? Yes. You're attached to a schedule. Yeah, you can't just, you know, the beauty of owning an affiliate. We have a client, Ryan, who went away for two different vacations in July, in one month. Right? And it's because he has such a great staff that he can do that. You won't be able to do that if you're a personal trainer. 
you know, you, you, or you'll be able to, but you're not making money while you're away. That's the kicker, right? Like you, you, you were turning off that faucet, right? And at which point there's no ability to recharge. There's no re- ability for you to reallocate your time and resource to something else. Well, it becomes a zero sum game. It's either I'm doing it and I'm making money or I make nothing. And that's a, that is a very less than ideal position to be in because now I will almost always gravitate to the continued pain and suffering of doing something that I don't want or, or just, you know, insert day job sitting at a jet at a desk for personal training. Like let's assume that you are, don't really enjoy either one of those. And, and there are, you know, if somebody's saying like, Hey, this is the, the you should have this percentage of personal training of your gross revenue. And you should have this percentage of per, doing whatever that is a model, right? I can, we can, we can make numbers add up to something like it's a real thing, right? Two plus two plus six equals 10, right? Nobody's going to argue that. My contention is like, that may not be your model. That is a model, which is different than your model that you want to do. Your model might be nine plus one. What you need to figure out is what the fuck do you want your model to look like? Instead of just taking this one that somebody told you that you have to do that involves skill sets that you don't have to then go do something that you don't want to do. I don't know what just happened. Did you do that, Katie? No. Oh, still right. recording. I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's still recording. For those listening. Katie's fired. But- <laughs> fired again. <laughs> yeah, young Katie's no longer with us. Um, Happens but- daily. <laughs> <laughs> but I would get so scared to go away because I'm like, oh, my clients are going to find another trainer. Oh, my clients are going to realize they don't need me. Oh, I'm not making any money. And I would never go away. I mean, there are workarounds. You know, towards the end, I was a pretty good trainer, even though I didn't like it. And I would just charge monthly and be like, hey, when I'm gone, you're paying monthly. Like there are things you can do, but bigger picture is do if you're doing that, maybe you don't need a 3000 square foot location. Maybe you don't need the, the stress of owning your own affiliate. Maybe you're just a really good personal trainer and maybe you don't need, you know, 30 clients. Maybe you need 10 good clients. But the point is that's probably, I would argue, very few, no, 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 let me speak from the way I speak. No one opens a CrossFit affiliate to do personal training. I, yeah, I don't love absolute. No one. I would probably agree. Zero. Right. Absolutely. I, and the, same, and the no same goes, and the same, you can make the same argument for it. Like, it, we haven't even talked about the programming aspect of this. This is just you showing up for the hour. This is not before we talk about if you're really going to do that, you, you should be writing programs. You know, which, which, every, which everybody, another thing that just, that makes me want to punch Jay in the face. I don't know why, but it's just you. Yeah. It just comes up to you. I just want to punch you. Yeah. It's, it's just your face. Um, is people just spout things like, well, I mean, you should be spending, you know, 10 minutes a month writing programming per person. I'm like, what kind of shitty ass programming is that? That looks like chest day, back day, leg day, period. But so again, like, you like, and there's a lot of ways around that too. Like you could have some templates that are 75% done and then you modify them 25%, which would be the smart way to do that. But I wouldn't, that is, if you're going to do like a strength cycle for a large group of people, not private training for somebody that came to you for something very specific. Like I will write programs for people that are very specific and I'll charge them north of 300 bucks a month for that because it is literally for them. Nobody else. And the people are like, hey, can I have that program? I'm like, it's not for you. I wrote it for Bob. Like, because I got some stuff from Bob and I designed it for Bob specifically. If I give you those times or those weights or those intervals or that sequence, it's not going to work because you don't have the same shit going on that he has. 
So that's also another time suck that people just really don't tell the truth about, which is like, hey, if you're going to be writing all this programming, I really hope you like sitting in front of a computer staring at spreadsheets for a long ass time. Because if you don't, buckle up, like get your fingers warm, because that's, how, that's all you're going to be doing. Yeah, uh, when, I was, when I was a personal trainer, there was none of that. It was like literally just show up. Okay, we're going to do, you know, this is pre-CrossFit. We're going to do chest day. We're going to do leg day. You know, where nowadays, you, you, I mean, even then you should have. But now it's like if you're, if you're doing one-on-one sessions with CrossFit in mind, like you said, there needs to be a lot of thought going into this. It's not if just- you're gonna do it, If you're going to do it well. Right. right. You should be well-versed in movement assessments, things like FMS. You should understand strength balance ratios. You should understand periodization. You should understand a whole host of things that are going to require you to stick your nose in a book for a little bit. Right. Which, which you should do anyway. However, if you're going to do that, I think it's mandatory. Yeah. I think if you're going to do training, no one is telling you, Hey, do personal training, but do it poorly. They're telling you to do it well, which means a lot of time and a lot of hours being devoted to it. Which means you need to charge more money if you're going to do that, because now the time to money ratio starts to balance out a little bit, but that's typically not the issue. And again, personal training is a thing. It can be a very valuable thing for a lot of people. If in fact you think somebody needs it, I think you should tell them that. Now it's their obligation to buy it or not. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, again, because you like this word, our contention is only that most people did not get into CrossFit to do personal training. And if somebody sold you that dream and didn't tell you what it costs, the cost is high. It's higher than you think. And eventually you'll be miserable because it is not the thing that you set out to do. And it's not the model that you came into this space for. You came into it for group class. So instead of diving down that rabbit hole and redesigning your entire structure, because personal training doesn't fit the brick and mortar model that you built, like Jay, I've already mentioned, now you have serious problems and it will only perpetuate those problems and create a cycle of just, you will be a slave to this cycle over and over and over. So again, All we want to do is make sure that you really understand the costs associated with doing this. It's not a bad thing, but nobody's telling you the truth about it. Typically, that's where I would have hit the stop button for, but Katie. Yes. Sorry if um, my dog is being, he's making some noise in the background. So sorry if you can hear him, but we had somebody reach out to us on our Instagram and um, his name is Nico. And he asked that you guys would wish his friend Daz, D-A-Z, a happy birthday. So you have a special message. Yeah, special message, which is what he said. Yes, a special message. Nico, we're happy to fulfill this request for you. Daz, congratulations. You put your socks on. But. You still shit yourself. You still shit your pants, my friend. Happy birthday. If you guys have other requests that you would like us to wish people happy birthday, I'm happy to do that because I am a non-combative one. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.
you've heard me talk about it before and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.